Welcome to the Millennial Boardroom Podcast. I'm Erica Pierce, your Millennial Success Strategist. Each week, I will share real-life tips, tools, and techniques on what it really takes to be a millennial leader. If you're ready for success, let's go. Hey guys, happy holidays. Welcome back. It's episode 42 of the podcast. So this is a good episode, a great episode, I should say, because it really complements last week's episode. So if you didn't listen to last week's show, definitely go and listen. You can wait and listen to this one first and then go back. Last week, I talked about phrases you should stop saying at work. And this week, we have an executive communications coach as the guest. And she's really going to dive into the importance of communicating with purpose and why business communication is so critical for your career growth. So you don't want to miss this episode. Uh, Stacy, who's the coach we'll be talking with, she really has some great insight. And I think you will have some good takeaways that you can really incorporate into your day-to-day communications. But before we get to the episode, I do want to thank our sponsor, which is the Millennial Boardroom Digital Community. It is the first career growth community for millennial professionals. The doors are open. This is something I've been working on for a very long time, and I'm excited to invite each of you into the community to come and check it out. There's so much going on in there. There is the ability to come in and check it out for a free trial for three days. So if you go over to my website or if you go to my Instagram or wherever it is that you find me, you can sign up, come and check it out see what you like, tell me what you don't like, and then hopefully you will stay and participate because the more people we have in the community, the more connection, the more networking, the more we can really help support each other and get to the next level of your career. So go check it out. And I hope to see you inside the boardroom digital community. But now let's get to our interview with Stacey. This week's guest is honestly a person that I think anyone who is a professional, they should be paying attention to. You should be following. She's doing LinkedIn Lives every Wednesday. And this is because she is an executive communications coach. So Stacey Karen Edma, did I say that right? No, Edma. Sorry. <laughs> Stacey Karen Edma, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, well, I'm excited because, you know, one of the things that a lot of people just get stumped with in their personal, but very much their professional life is communication. And I don't think there's enough emphasis and enough training, you know, really done on how to be an effective, especially business communicator. And I know for a fact that the better you can communicate, the further your career will go. You'll have fewer bumps. You'll have, you'll be a greater leader. Just tell us how you became first an executive communications coach and why you think it's that. So that's, so that's a really interesting story. So, so as a kid, I, um, I'm the my parents were small business owners. My dad owned a family-owned business, had several employees, and my mom was also a business owner. So for me, what I didn't know at the time, uh, the kitchen table was basically his space to process. Mm-hmm. So dinners were quiet. And with that, we had to have permission to speak. 
per se. And so then moving that into my corporate career, and I had a 20, almost a 27 year corporate career, which much what you said in the beginning, how you project yourself, how you communicate, what you say, how you say it impacts the growth in your career. And uniquely, I spent most of my time working with executives and leaders and leading large teams And really the crux of it was relationships and communication. How do you communicate what's going well, what's not going well? How do you ask the right questions? How do you ask the hard questions? How do you know when to step up? How do you know when to step back? Communication is just more than words though. So for me, when I stepped out of that corporate career and have been actually coaching in various forms, in various ways, it made sense to just go back to the space that I love, which is communicating, Mm -hmm. building relationships and helping people just figure out how to do it better because you don't necessarily always need permission to speak up. Well, first of all, thank you. Because like I said, this is something that I think everyone, I don't care whether you are the CEO, whether or not you're in your first job. I mean, everyone can always, I believe, improve their communication skills. Again, be it their oral presentation skills, their just relationship communication skills, whatever it is. There's so many different types, interpersonal communication. And again, I've taken a few courses, I recall, especially early in my career on things like, one of them was how to have difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. And I remember my company offering this class. And at that point in my career, I just, whatever they offered, I signed up for it because I was like, look, it's free. They're offering it. I want to be the person that, you know, just soaks up as much information as possible. However, I do recall saying to myself, I can't believe someone teaches how to have difficult conversations like that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I can't believe that's a job, you know? But again, I was very early in my career. So I had no idea that there was going to be many difficult conversations that I would have, you know, sometimes me having the conversations and sometimes people having it with me. And so just knowing how to navigate those types of, you know, waters and knowing how to have emotional intelligence that became really critical. But again, it's not something that really, there's always a lot of emphasis on. I mean, some companies are better at it than others. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. In fact, you touched on a couple of things. So it's not even in communication, it's not always about the words you say. Mm -hmm. It might be how you say it, body language, Mm -hmm. tone, and even going further, how you respond. So you can go into a conversation knowing it's going to be a really difficult conversation. But if you go in with the best of intentions uh, with whom you are having that conversation, they may not assume as such. And so then it becomes, you know, the responsibility of you to be able to respond accordingly. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. It's hard when you go in with the best of intentions, somebody responds negatively and then your automatic assumption is that you went in with the best of intentions and now you're defensive. Right. So how do you take a hot minute and say, okay, I caught this person off guard. Maybe they're having a bad day. And then being able to step back from that and say, okay, I'm going to respond differently. So how am I going to ask either the question differently, or maybe there's something else that they've said where I'm going to start from a different place. It takes practice. That's the hard thing. It takes practice. Right. And so with even... Now I was going to say, I was going to say, it's just sometimes it's, 
that's the hard part, right? Is that you don't always have an opportunity to practice it until you're in, the, like you're in that situation. <laughs> in the beginning, you mentioned, you know, communicating effectively in business because it can impact any promotion that you get, you know, raises, opportunities to explore new and different things. But how you communicate at work is how you communicate at home. Mm-hmm. And how you communicate at home is how you communicate at work. And so some of those practice pieces, if you can find that soft space to land when you practice, which is usually home, even practicing there gives you the opportunity to kind of step into it. Not even kind of it. It gives you the opportunity to step into it and figure out how you might feel in that context. And then how do you adjust? Well, and one of the things that I know a lot of millennials get and that's, you know, a lot of my audience are those who are in that 25 to 39 range. Communication is an issue that, you know, again, everybody struggles with it, but I think millennials, they definitely sort of get a spotlight put on them in terms of not always being effective communicators right. um, because they want, you know, quick communication. They're also more accustomed to, um, especially when it comes to things like email communications, just be, it being very quick to the point. And all we all know that tone and emails can be misinterpreted <laughs> very quickly, things like that. So is there any advice you would give to someone who, you know, maybe is in the earlier stages of their professional career? Um, maybe they're a new manager, for example, if they want to really sharpen their communication skills now as a, and practice them, what advice would you give them? Or what's, what are things they could do? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, to start finding somebody that it has more tenure as a good manager or a good leader and picking up tips and tricks and how they communicate Mm -hmm. is always a great place to start. It does require a little bit more patience. Another way is to ask for feedback. So either you do that by way of your team, if you're managing a team, if you're, especially if you're sending a lot of emails, Mm -hmm. being able to follow up with a phone conversation and just say, Hey, especially if you're not heard back from them, Hey, I just wanted to touch base on, you know, the requests that I made. Mm -hmm questions? Could I have been more clear? Do you understand? So I call that getting curious. Mm, Um, It's always really good to, to be curious. And then from the standpoint of, you know, especially when you're in a new company and you don't know, ask around, how do people like to be communicated with? And there are some challenges with that, right? Because a lot of company cultures, especially now with so many modes of communicating, mm-hmm. will default to the quick and easy, which is I am. And so they think they can get something from you, you know, really quickly via instant message. And even in that, it can be a challenge because you're always you're disrupting maybe work that you're doing, or you're sending a long and hard email. And now you have, you know, I am pings, you know, asking what the preferred mode is. And if you're not getting the results you're looking for, try something different, which also includes having a face-to-face as much as we can, you know, these days, if it's not face-to-face, even the virtual Mm face-to-face and just say, okay, something's not right. Or I'm sensing this. Or we need to do this a little differently because I don't think things are working out. So you can start one place and you can always veer to another place, Mm -hmm. especially if something's not working. Because if something's not working, it's not working. So continuing to do the same thing over and over again is really not going to get you any results. (laughs) Right. Well, you said a couple of things that I think are are just, you know, great tips. So first of all, 
I believe that it's so important to ask, especially your, your boss. So if you are starting a new job, or even if you just feel as though you don't have great communication with your boss, I think it's always key to ask, how do you, like, what is your preferred mode of communication? Because, you know, sometimes they might say, well, I like everything in an email. Don't send me an IM because I'm getting 30 of them and it's going to get buried. Or I want you to pick up the phone and call me or, you know, just whatever it is, ask them. I mean, that's one of the best ways to know is to ask. And I think we sometimes gloss over how important and how effective the relationship can be just by asking those types of questions to your point, being curious. And then the other thing that I've always recommended and I used to institute all the time back when I was running, you know, a number of teams is sort of the three email rule. So if there was an issue that was going around and, you know, we're just going back and forth, back and forth. And I can tell we're, you know, everybody is, has a different vantage point. People are not understanding each other. I would always jump in and say, Hey, let's take this to a call, you know, to a call or to a meeting because we're, you know, it's not going to be effective having 20 emails where people are just emailing each other at the same time as well. So it's like, <laughs> you know, so I would always for each other. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So once I would always kill it at three, I mean, you could maybe do four, but once I hit about three and we're emerging, we can't figure it out. Then it's like, end it. And I think especially now, because I, I believe that, you know, given the changes in work environment, there's an over-reliance on email and email is really great, but it's hard to problem solve over email. So you've got to, you know, and, and millennials, especially, and I'll put myself in this category. I don't love always picking up the phone. I don't always love getting into doing the face-to-face meetings, you know, that type of thing. But that is the best way to communicate when you have to solve problems, when you're trying to collaborate. I mean, it's hard to do those types of things when you do over email or IM communications. Yeah. And I think, you know, in all the years that I was in corporate, probably the last 10 to 12, I mentored a lot of um, MBA masters, college grads that would come in to work in the work that I did. Mm-hmm. And so you're going from a more collaborative space, you know, where you have, you know, projects and teams, and now you have to jump into a space where you might have a project or a team, but you're also expected to work individually and quite autonomously sometimes. Right. So one of the things that I just thought of that I always encourage them to do, especially when starting a new job, is to spend 15 minutes networking with mm-hmm. as many people and asking mm-hmm. people to give you one person to network with. And that that personal connection can really create a different dynamic from a communication standpoint when you get to see their facial expressions, when you get to see how they talk. Um, and it just helps you understand all the differences because ultimately it's about being flexible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're, you're going to have your style, but how do you figure out your style and be flexible while still being you, which is a tricky combination, <laughs> but it takes practice. And so, you know, you figure it out along the way. Absolutely. You know, that's being flexible is a key, key <laughs> part of, of growth. Uh, especially well, both again, professionally and personally, you're actually right. I mean, so much of when it comes to communication, so much of it carries over how you do it at home is how you're going to do it at work. So that's, that's key. Stacey, tell the listeners about your LinkedIn lives that you're doing. I, I think they're so such a great resource and people can 
jump on LinkedIn now. People, if people didn't know this, you can use, you can select people, I should say, are able to go live on LinkedIn. You are one of them. <laughs> I am one of them. This is, I mean, if, you know, we can do it on Facebook, we can do it on Instagram, but the fact that you have to apply and yeah. on LinkedIn is, is a really different dynamic. And so I started about a month ago and I'm doing weekly trainings and they're all centered on uh, topics uh, specific to communication. So this week I actually did in, you know, in lieu of the American holiday Thanksgiving, I did one on gratitude and communication and the impact both financially and emotionally on communicating with gratitude and what that means. But I pick a topic. Sometimes I do polls and I get, you know, more information from the audience and, and select from there. Sometimes I just do my own, but I have, like I said, uh, a month. So five of them, I believe four of them that I've done. Okay. And I'm loving it. It's been fun. It's, you know, speaking about communicating, it's yeah. <laughs> communicating a different way. I mean, I've even done LinkedIn lives or excuse me, Instagram and Facebook lives, but it's different. It's a different audience. You know, their perspective is different. They engage differently. Mm-hmm. So it's been a ton of fun just for my own growth on how I communicate and, you know, do my best to communicate effectively. Well, I, it's, it's great. Well, definitely go check Stacy out the best way. Well, help me with this. So they should connect with you on LinkedIn. Cause I know we're connected. So when you yeah. go live, I get a message saying you're live. So is that yeah. how, okay. So yeah. if you connect, if you connect with Stacy on LinkedIn, you will then get notifications when she goes live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central 11 a.m. Eastern. Thank you, Erica. This has been fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to all the listeners out there, again, if you think that, you know, having certain certifications and degrees and, you know, things after your last name are important for your career growth, they are. But honestly, none of that matters if you cannot be an effective communicator in every profession, whether you are a engineer, IT, lawyer, marketing, it doesn't matter what it is. Every single profession requires communication. And I can't emphasize that enough. So don't think it's something that, oh, I don't need to, I don't really need to sharpen that skill. You need to. (laughs) So Erica, let me ask you one question before we finish. What has been, what have you learned about yourself over that your career and how you communicate and what you do better now? To be honest with you, number one, I have what I've learned, especially when I, you know, manage teams was to really make sure I was always listening Um, because I always, you know, I'm someone where I can easily start to talk and go and run with things, but just sometimes taking a, just really taking a pause and listening to what someone has to say before I respond. I think, you know, oftentimes, especially in meetings, you're in situations where you have something to say, or you came to that meeting with something that you knew you wanted to get across or present. And so you're just waiting to insert it without actually listening to what other people are saying. And, And so, you know, someone might say something and you're responding not to what they said, but to what you want to say. And so that's one of the things that I I think certainly um, has helped me. And then the other thing I would say is, uh, as far as communication was always making sure I had effective one-on-one communication, both with my boss, as well as with my team. So carving out that time, I've emphasized it uh, many times on this podcast and on other (laughs) platforms, but 
you know, making sure you stay on the same page and just having that communication opportunity either every single week or biweekly or whatever it is. I I just think it's so important. It's also good for relationship building. Um, Just as you said, in terms of networking, when you have that time where, you know, you can both get to know that person and build a relationship as well as make sure you're checking in and staying aligned on what the priorities are for you and, and, you know, the, the work that you're focused on. But that's what I've learned is that I listening to me, making sure you're always listening before you (laughs) jump into whatever it is you have to say, and then making sure you effectively communicate one-on-one with people that you work with. Yeah. That's really important to actually hear what's being said because you completely change the dynamics of the conversation. And you also, how you communicate is part of your personal brand. Oh yeah. Which is really impactful. People, people get to know you that way. Absolutely. Want them to know you in the in in the best way for you. Absolutely. And I've been I have been in meetings where we have talked about like somebody was, you know, we're talking about who's a high performer in the company and who's not and or who is should get a raise or a promotion and who, you know, and who shouldn't. And honestly, I've been in those situations where we have said that person, you know, we really have to make sure that they can effectively communicate. I don't know that they can manage a team if they, you know, the way that their currently communication or their communication style rubs people the wrong way. You hear that all the time. So again, people have these conversations when you are not in the room. And that to me is what your personal Mm -hmm. brand is. It's what people say about you when you are not there. And so it's, it's critical that you want, you want people to say, she's a great communicator or he, or she can lead this team. I believe that that person really you know, is, is ready, um, based upon how I see them communicate and, and, and talk to other people. And so it's important. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Well, thank you, Stacy, so um, much. I appreciate you being on this week. And again, this topic, I think is something we need to talk more about. So I may have, well, I'm, I'm not gonna say may, I want to have you back on <laughs> again to, um, Maybe we'll do some communication scenarios or something like that. That would be, be fun. fun. A little yeah. role playing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. I'd love to do that. Okay. Well, we'll plan for that for sure. Okay. Well, thank you. And make sure you check out Stacy on her LinkedIn lives every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, as she said, she's doing some interesting topics and connect with her on LinkedIn as well. And uh, definitely just, again, Do not overlook how important communication is for your career. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in every week. I appreciate it. Please go and give me a rating or subscribe to the podcast. That really helps. It helps me get in front of more people. And the goal is to honestly allow more professionals to hear these types of conversations. So I would be really, really pleased if you would do that. And I know adulting is hard, but you got this. (laughs) 